0: welcome to the beer district podcast i'm your host tyler and joined with co-host josh Waldock. i do some writing for wisconsin sports rocks and we both are contributors at reviewing the brew and currently we are both trying to recover from the heat of sunday's game uh day game at american family field against the cubs so i think that kind of sums it up well It, it was a hot game and uh it was very eventful even though we could not complete the sweep, but uh you know, this this weekend was a lot of fun. I don't know what your thoughts were on it, Josh.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean clinching the postseason berth is huge. Division looks like we'll wrap it up sometime in the next four games against the Cardinals. Some um I think Tuesday's kinda of, Tuesday's the earliest we can clinch. It just comes down to the math numbers on that. But yeah, I mean anytime you take two out of three against a division rival like that, it's great. Um there's something about losing the final game in the series that's worse, though. So, like, psychologically, like, I'd almost rather, you know, win on Friday, lose Saturday, win Sunday. Like, kind of a nice little sandwich. But, you know, can't complain about taking two out of three.
0: <laughs> no, you cannot. And uh, it was interesting. Like you said, we clinched the playoff berth, and the magic number for the division is down to three, as you're alluding to there. And it was just like... Obviously, there were billboards up like Brewers clinched. I mean, even driving through Milwaukee was like postseason clinched already. But like none of the players really celebrated at all. It's just kind of like, yeah, we knew it was going to happen. We'll celebrate when we win the division. And then, you know, their mind is clearly set on bigger things, which, you know, I thought they at least would have celebrated because I was about ready to cry that we made it to the fourth or the postseason for the fourth year in a row. Like I never would imagine that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did
1: they? I don't. Did they didn't pop bottles or anything, right? like it was, Yeah, because I know because I was watching the post game last night, and like it was. I mean, it, it was. I was at a bar, and so I couldn't like you know didn't have the audio on, but I. It was kind of expecting they'd have uh, you know, shots of the champagne popping, but I guess they're saving that for for later this week. And I think, like you said, I mean, they. It's pretty clear that they have um their goal set higher. I think Escobar said something along those
0: lines last week. Yeah, I think so, too. And Or maybe the other alternative is that they're just trying to, like, save Anasio's money so that they can stay here in the off season. So, <laughs> can't <laughs> pop too many bottles of champagne already.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many of champagne run you? Like, 30? I don't
0: know. I don't, know. I don't drink champagne.
1: <laughs> yeah. Someone, uh, someone who's listening want to let us know what the <laughs> Average champagne cost is. <laughs> so you can free too.
0: Well, I think I remember the last time when the brewers did this. It, maybe, it must have been 2019, not 2020. But those bottles of champagne were huge. They were like freaking goblets. I was like, jeepers, creepers. Like everything just keeps it getting bigger. So yeah. I don't know.
1: You know, I think one of the things I'm most looking forward to about the inevitable division clinch, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it'll happen with the COVID protocols, but we need Bob Euchre – celebrating in the locker room. We need him smoking the stove with the boys.
0: <laughs> That's a given. We're getting beer dumped on him and doing the lawnmower type motion. I <laughs> 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 you name it. We didn't yeah. get to see uh, Eric Thames was in attendance this weekend. I believe it was Saturday's game, and he slammed a beer on the Jumbotron. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean,
1: he's looking great. I know uh still recovering, I think, from the ruptured Achilles, but – it was great to see him back in Milwaukee, and I think it's great that just the slamming of beers is now just the thing to do.
0: <laughs> it is thanks to the to the Bucks and the Packers and everyone who contributed that. Yelich contributed that as well a couple of years ago when that all began. So uh, the tradition lives on, as you're saying. Uh, but yeah, this weekend, man, what? What craziness. I mean, if you go back to Friday's game, there was just so much back and forth with that game, and really all series long, but I mean, the Cubs put up four runs in the fourth. Brewers counter with three runs in the bottom of that inning, and then the Cubs put up one in the fifth. We counter with one in the bottom of the fifth, and then we wait until the eighth inning to score four more runs after that. Uh, you know, really set up by, I mean, Lorenzo Cain had the hit to the opposite field, and then Colton Wong had the brought in two runs after that. Those were the two big hits that that really stand out. But, man, the Brewers just loaded the bases time and time again. I think I ran out of fingers to count how many, like, bases loaded, full count, two-out situations there were. It was just like they had to come through eventually.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems kind of, like I guess how you describe just this series, I mean there was a lot of you know, times of eventually they're gonna scrape a run across. Like you can't have runners on the corners every inning and hit into a double play to end it all the time. But yeah, I mean Friday was a great game, lots of back and forth. Um yeah, pulling up. I mean Wong, great hit. And then, you know, Ashby again continues to dominate, continues to look like he's ready to be a massive um, impact player in the postseason. Like, I really, which is great, because let's say Burns or Woodruff have a rough day. And they only give you four innings and, you know, four innings, eight strikeouts or whatever. you got Ashby as kind of a bridge guy to the back end of the bullpen. He can give you three innings, which is what he's been going out lately. Looks like they've been working on stretching him out.
0: Yeah, I mean that's essentially what he did in this one, picking up for Hauser, who did not look particularly well. Uh, a lot of balls just getting right through the infield. Had uh, did have a couple walks, two walks in there, but I mean, really, this was Hauser's worst start in, in quite a while. He had been pitching quite well. I mean, his season ERA is still at three four three, so he's, he's still having a tremendous season by by all means. Uh, but it's good. Yeah, like I said, to see Ashby come there and pick him up and. And really, the team just in general <laughs> pick them up because you go down four nothing. You're like, oh man, you know, earlier in the year, be like, this team is done. But nope, they're the every we're checking every box. The pitching, like you said, Ashby there did his job. The hitting, you know, the hitter's are like we'll pick each other, pick the we'll hit or excuse me, the pitch the hitter said we'll pick the pitchers up, <laughs> and uh, we're able to deliver in the clutch. So that's a little tongue twister there. <laughs> yeah, and then
1: I mean clutch, I mean, what's uh, Saturday, the day the Brewers clinched, the postseason berth, I mean, Manny Pena, come on, man, two homers, like, he he sent Milwaukee to the postseason in the eighth inning.
0: Oh, my gosh, yeah, if you watch that replay, that home run ball landed about 10 feet away from me by, you know, it was kind of empty emptiness near the foul pole and those bleachers right there in the second yeah. deck. <laughs> Uh, I'm the white guy standing up by a whole bunch of Cubs fans just going crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> didn't feel like uh, braving, braving the mob
0: to uh, a <laughs> ball? No, no. I mean, there was some antics with the ball afterwards that I, I won't get into. but <laughs> I did not get the home run ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but geez, Pina, that was awesome to see for him there. Colton Wong comes up with. You know, it's a label that infield hits, and really, you have to credit Reyes for the slide on on that play to get that RBI in the eighth inning. Holy cow. Like, when I was watching it live, I was like, what on earth is he doing? Why is he running? And then I saw him called safe, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And they never showed the replay on the Jumbotron, and then my dad texted me. He's like, you have to watch the replay. And then I did, and I was like, geez, that is some clutch face running by Pablo Reyes.
1: Yeah, I I have no idea how he pulled off that slide. I know today I was uh, talking, shout out to uh, Becky and Jeff, two Cubs fans who I uh, sitting by. Great people. Um, complimented my teeth, which is cool. But um, they said that, that you know, they t- were telling me how that reminded them of Hans Diaz, which is definitely a compliment, I think, in that context of making things happen and just finding a way to score.
0: Yeah, geez. <laughs> and it's a good way to manufacture runs. And that was, you know, extra insurance on that. So it gave us our sixth and final run there. Uh, I mean, it's, you're getting contributions from unexpected players. We mentioned Pino with the two home runs. And then Jace Peterson had a missile into right field as well, too. That was when the game was tied. So he broke that open, at least temporarily. Uh, so that that was good to see out of him. And then I think was it Saturday, was that Boxberger who ended up giving up? A home run. Yeah, it was. Yeah, to uh yeah, to half. Uh, yeah, it's a half. I mean, Foxburger struggled a little bit this series. Really kinda uncharacteristic of him, uh, which kinda sucked. But I don't think it's too much to look into by any means.
1: Um, yeah. I know he's either approaching or he has hit his um career high for innings. So it might be something where, you know, the brewers kind of Lay off, um, lay off his usage in the final, you know, week and a half of this or two weeks of the regular season. I mean, I definitely trust Craig Counsell to manage the bullpen. He's done a great job of it so far, and that I think is going to continue.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I agree there, and yeah, you know, it was you know we used him on Sunday again here now too, and it was really because we used Hater Friday and Saturday, so they had to assume he was pretty much unavailable. And mm-hmm. I think same with Williams. Now i got to jog my memory if we used him on Friday or not. Oh, no. We didn't. We didn't use Williams on Friday, but um, yeah, Boxberger's just been a guy that he continually seems to go to all year long. I mean, <laughs> he, he definitely has got a lot of mileage out of him this year, and like you said, poaching the career highs and really at a cheap cost because he didn't even make the The Russ are out of big league camp, and he's on a really club-friendly deal, so uh, we're definitely getting the most bang for our buck out of him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what the butterfly effect would be if he had just not re-signed with the Brewers after um, he either opted out or released. I don't remember exactly, but if he had chosen to pursue opportunities elsewhere, like where would the bullpen be? Because he's been an anchor in the middle innings.
0: Yeah, for sure. Locked down that seventh inning role, essentially, obviously used in in some other situations as well. Jake Cousins filled in there a little bit as well. And, you know, on Sunday, ultimately, you end up, you know, like we were talking before we hit record, the bullpen, you know, cost us a game, which was kind of surprising. That does not happen very often. Um, obviously, Boxberger being the victim there. Cousins pitched right before him and then Man, Gustave comes in and ends up giving up a home run right off the bat. Uh, I think it was Patrick Wisdom who hit that one. And uh, You know, you can't win them all, but they really I thought there was, when we started rallying in the ninth inning on Sunday, I was like, this is too good to be true. I'm like, there's no way we're going to come back from, from four down and, and sink the Cubs again for our 12th straight win and put up two runs and then left the, I think we left the bases loaded at the end there, or left at least a couple runners on, which you know, the, I thought the ball was gone off the bat, whoever got that last out there, but uh would have been cool to see, just we're not able to pull it off.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't win them all, but it, uh, you know, two out of three helps. I can't, oh man, can't we forgot to mention Lorenzo Kane catch on Saturday? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Like, I don't think he's human. Like, there's some like i think he has like he must have like a chip or something like a in his like implanted that like just tracks the ball for him cuz like he makes reads that i don't think anyone else
0: can no i don't think there is anyone else who can make that catch and then he still stayed in and played a couple innings obviously gets replaced by JBJ in the middle innings and then doesn't really play the rest of the series but man just to lay out your body at I don't even know how old he is now. I just like to say he's got three kids and he can make those catches. So (laughs) it's just insane stuff out of of him. And then I know you probably had a better angle of it, at least watching through the broadcast version. There looked like there was at least two balls that Christian Yelch could have maybe robbed this series, or at least he went up to the wall, you know, in the stadium, I was like, whoa, did he get it? Did he get it? And he never came up with it. So I don't know how close he was to actually getting those or if my eye was just deceiving me on those. Um,
1: I think it was somewhat close. I mean, you know, obviously he doesn't have the defensive prowess that Kane or JBJ has, but I think they were kind of, those were. if I'm remembering correctly, those were balls that uh, if – probably Kane was, if they were hit to Kane, he probably would have been able to pull.
0: Which, that doesn't surprise
1: me. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, it's kind of like saying that, I mean, saying Kane could hold in a ball is kind of like saying grass is green. Like, it's...
0: <laughs> can't, uh can't dispute that. that's really true (laughs) oh man how about your boy Luis Sirius this series he was on a tear three RBIs in the first game had another RBI on Saturday played really well again on Sunday um, from the offensive standpoint there where would this team be without him? He just really kind of fills in, you know, wherever he is needed. Right now it's shortstop, which, you know, everyone's kind of makes him cringe when we say him at shortstop, but he's played third. He can play seconds. Uh, whenever someone's down, you know, he just, no questions asked, goes in and does the job. And God, he, he definitely was a, a game changer all weekend long. This, at least this Cubs series. Yeah. I mean, this
1: season in general, he's just been a Cubs killer. He's, um, OPSing, I believe, over 1,200 against them, I think, in about 60 plate appearances. It's, um, you know, I know now that Braun's gone, I think he's making a case to kind of take over the mantle as the cub killer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, timely hitting and timely just plugging in everywhere. It'll be interesting to see what happens because Adamus is, um, I think, slated to come back on Monday. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with his playing time, kind of, if, you know, they kind of just let him, slide, let him slide back into the super utility role he was playing, if they put Escobar, if the, if Escobar sees more time at first, or how they balance that coming up.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting. And, like, Luis Arias and being a Cubs killer, I think it was Mike Blasso who tweeted out this morning, like, how Urias is doing just this year. This is obviously going into Sunday's game against the Cubs. He was hitting 375 with five homers, 23 ribbies, and that is in 17 games. <laughs> so his 23 RBIs and 15 runs, 43 hits, 12 extra base hits, are all tied for the most ever by a Brewers player against the Cubs in a single season, which is yeah. crazy.
1: <laughs> um, off the top of my head, I don't remember how the – um, total bases calculated, but I believe with the walk now, he should, that should have pushed him to 44? Yep, should have. So, now he is the record holder against the Cubs, I believe?
0: Yep, yep. And he didn't have any RBIs or anything on Sunday, so still tied there. Um, I don't think he recorded a hit on Sunday, either. He no, he no, was
1: hit, and then, uh, Walked and I am officially declaring war on the city of Chicago because of
0: that. <laughs> oh boy, who hit him? I don't even remember. Um,
1: it was a. Uh, I don't remember if it was the starter or the.
0: Um, you know the problem with the with the Cubs pitching staff—they got so many names you don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was a uh, oh. Samson. Samson, gotcha. All right, well, you can take him to war. We'll allow it. We'll all back you up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I was sitting by, uh, I obviously went to the game with some Cubs fans, and uh, the guy looked at me and he's like, if Wilson Contreras gets hit tonight, we're gonna fight, and I'm like, oh boy, I'm like, oh god, and then he gets thrown out for arguing balls and strikes, <laughs> and then at bat against J- with Josh Hader, and that was the coolest thing to see. Just everyone was up and riled up and ready to go. As soon as he turned around and started barking at the ump, just everyone's get him out of here. <laughs> and the next it's thing not, you know, it gone was a strike. Like it wasn't even.
1: It... I mean, obviously there are shortcomings of. You know the game day or using stat caps to kind of see where like on the 2d plane but it was pretty squarely strike; strictly it wasn't touching the edge at all like it was firmly in the box that they uh, ordained but yeah it was you know Contreras is gonna Contreras.
0: <laughs> i was just about to use that terminology too you <laughs> stole it right from me <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Yeah, obviously, good series against the Cubs, and now we switch over to more division rivals in the Cardinals, who are playing some good baseball, and uh, they have a lot to play for coming up here. Now they currently hold the second wild card They Did they win their series against the Padres? I know they won at least two, I believe.
1: I believe they have. The Cardinals are, I mean, the Padres are just in a full-on collapse, which is just amazing just because they were kind of, I don't want to say ordained as the favorites, but there were a lot of people, you know, picking them as kind of the clear-cut favorite in the West and to win the World Series, and they're not even, like, it's going to take some divine intervention for them to make it to the playoffs at this point. But, yeah, Cardinals have won nine of their last ten. Um, I mean, just surging. Obviously, they're not going to catch the Dodgers. They're not going to catch... Um, I'm not going to say that. I don't want their double magic <laughs> getting to us. Um, seems likely that their only path to the postseason is through the wild card. But, yeah, I mean, they picked kind of the right time to get hot. I mean, last, late in August, they were kind of written off. I mean, like they were just it was kind of figured it was going to be the Reds or the Padres fighting for the final spot, and now they are uh, searching at the right time.
0: Yeah, I know. We always talk about it. It's like typical Cardinals. Is it surprising? No. Is it concerning? Yes, because I hate the Cardinals, and nobody wants to play them when they're hot. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, gonna be a, yeah, this is going to be a, a huge four-game series for us. I mean, we mentioned, you know, we obviously played them a lot here over the recent month, and last time we played them, we did quite well. And we're like, yep, you know, that was the kind of separator. Like, no one's going to catch us in the division, yada, yada, yada. Now we really need to – we have, what, seven games left against them? We need to, yeah. you know, win these seven games, at least win that series, take it 4-3 or, or something, um, I think, to at least keep some momentum going on our side. Um, just uh, It would be nice to, to sink the Cardinals a little bit or at least make their path a lot harder.
1: Yeah, I mean – And, you know, just another kind of little um, nugget that may have kind of important ramifications is for World Series seeding, now that they do the best record, um, I believe Adam McAlvey put out today that in the case of teams having both, I mean, the same record, so if the Brewers and, let's say, the Rays are tied... Um it would get, then go to a tiebreaker which is inner division record. So that's I mean these seven games are gonna be important coming up, which is hmm. you know obviously not the most important or pressing matter right now, but just kind of another thing to uh to say.
0: Yeah, I'd it's like a good thing to think about. Yeah, like you said, future ramifications most most certainly even though you know it's not the first thing on our minds, like you said, that's I think that's huge. And, you know, light kind of lights us, you know, lights fire even more to to do well against them. Not that I think the Brewers need it. I think it was Eric Lauer in his press conference today said that the Brewers should take responsibility for the Cardinals, you know, doing well because we scuffed them up pretty good last time and lit a fire under their ass. It was his direct quote. So maybe this might be a pretty heated series, you know. If Lauer's coming out and saying that, and <laughs> it might be, uh, it might be some benches declare or something going on this weekend or this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously Yali bought ten thousand tickets, so it should be a nice crowd. Um, but yeah, we got Freddie Peralta on Monday, and then Woodruff on Tuesday, and then I believe Anderson is expected to be slated in there for Wednesday and then howls around Thursday. So it, it'll be, I mean, obviously there's not a wink a week like the, for, the weakest link in the Brewers starting rotation would probably be a solid three in most other teams' rotations, but it's definitely a, um, you know, it's going to be a good math pitching matchup. Like, I think tilt, the pitching matchups are going to tilt in the Brewers' favor. I mean, Adamus is going to be back that We'll have the spark plug who might have a career in broadcasting, honestly, after his uh, reaction to the to the Homer
0: last night or on Saturday. <laughs> that guy can have a future in anything that has entertainment <laughs> value to it. <laughs> Just yeah. give him a mic and let him go. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean,
1: so he'll be back, which will be great. I, But, yeah, this is kind of, I mean you know 7 of the last 13 games are going to be up against the Do- or the Cardinals so it's definitely going to be key i mean let's say the Brewers win 5 5 of the 7 it uh i think gives them an extra shot of confidence and might sink the Cardinals depending on if the Padres decide they actually want
0: to uh play <laughs> Yeah, and maybe they should stop arguing with one another if they wanna wanna win. <laughs> yeah, that video is like I think he was like I mean Machado is
1: definitely right in what he was saying, but like that's definitely uh you know, just it being recorded isn't a good look. I was kind of expecting them to come out and say that they were uh discussing if it was a rat or a raccoon, kinda like what Lindor did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nope, not quite. Cause I think what I got out of the video, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, was Machado said something along the lines of "It's not all about you talking to Tatis Jr." And at least that's the the message I took out of it, or kind of what they were heated and arguing about.
1: Yeah, it was after um, arguing strikes in the still pretty early in the game. It was, um, you know, you don't want your best play, your best player to have to be sitting in the clubhouse playing the show. <laughs> Man, maybe that is what
0: they do in the clubhouse when they lose.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I know Yelich um, did a interview, I think it was with Starting Nine, with hosted by superfan Jared, Fred Brewer, superfan Jared Karabas. Um He said that like after he got ejected, he was chilling uh, in the locker room, count, watching with counsel. He said, I think the uh, someone, it was either Stearns or Arnold, was working out in the weight room, so he was chilling with them for a little bit.
0: <laughs> Man, that is like a straight out of Moneyball scene. What is it with owners who just like to work out during the games? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of weird.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but let me tell you like that's a perk, getting to work out in state of the art. Stuff like it beats the planet fitness I'd go to.
0: <laughs> yep. Not even a ten dollar membership required down there in the clubhouse, so Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So that Cardinals series should be quite exciting. Uh, seems inevitable that the Brewers will clinch. Magic number of three. So just gotta gotta win some games here and and put in some work, and we should be popping some champagne this week. That is the goal. That's what we all want to see. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, postseason gear is already out. You ordered some, I believe, huh?
1: Yeah, I uh, picked up a T-shirt today at the stadium, um, which is great. Like I was kind of thinking about holding out for the division stuff, but also, you know, just, uh, no, just no. Or very limited impulse control when it comes to brewer <laughs> gear. Like I see a brewer quarter zip, and like it's kind of like, oh, I'll wear it, which is a problem because I have like a, I have a decent amount of like brewers like stuff that I can wear to a work office, but I don't <laughs> work
0: from home for the last year and a half. Yeah, I, I held out on the Built for October shirts because. I like to, I've got all like our, whenever we win the division, so the 2011, 2018, I have those in sweatshirts, so hoping to just do another one of those sweatshirts, and then oh, yeah, can I, I save guess. a hat for a World Series patch on it? That's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think,
1: I mean, the Brewers have to do it just for, you know, your 40 bucks for the World Series hat. <laughs> right. Be worth it.
0: <laughs> i $80 sweatshirt, whatever. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, so I think that will do it for us here today, and uh, we will we'll get back after the Cardinals series here. Hopefully, talking over uh, when we win the division and everything that comes along with that. So we'll talk to you hopefully after that time.
1: Yeah. Um. Gold Brewers. Hopefully, we'll pop some bottles this week.